for me, the challenge is just, uh, you know, getting good operators that are similar valued, yeah. um, know how to take care of people, yeah. getting them, their veterinarians. I mean, they're responsible to, to find the veterinarians. COVID made it a little harder to find a veterinarian, but that, that's become easier. Translate the system outside of the state. Yeah. So once we get, well, this year's a critical year because uh, if these ones that are newly open can open well, because their success depends on how fast they grow. Hey, it's Paul with the IT Company back here on the Made Right Here podcast. Really cool uh, to have uh, Sam Meisler on here for part two and start to hear the transition of um, his life and the building of Petwell Clinic. Like some of the mistakes that were made, they bought another vet, how that almost took them under, uh, how they dug out, um, and, and just the constant theme that we hear in all of our podcasts, which is it's hard work, it's a grind, and that's what it takes to ultimately be successful. So have a listen to part two of Sam's story. Has a family entered the picture at this point yet? Or are you still single? Yeah, in vet school, still still uh, single. I'm not married, but I was. I had a um, um, you know long long time partner who became my first wife. Okay. You know, and uh, um, we divorced fairly quickly after okay. getting married after <laughs> being together so for no six kids, years. No kids. No kids in that okay. first. Yeah, okay. that first marriage. Yeah. So. Okay. So tell me, uh, I mean, tell me the story here at this point. So we've we've gone through vet school. You have an MBA too, so you got a lot. Of, is that post vet school that you got your MBA? Did you get your MBA first and then your DBA? Yeah, no, no, the vet school. Yeah, vet school first, and MBA came later after I was after I was working. You're working. Yeah. So you, yeah. did you leave vet school and and start a practice? Go work for another vet? Like, what did you do? I left and and got so we got married right after vet school. To, to my first wife okay. and uh, her, my first year as a veterinarian was going to be her first year as a vet student. Okay. So she was a much stronger candidate than me and got into all these vet schools, you know? Um, <laughs> and um, um, so the, the thing was to try and find a job and I was uh, looking in, in large animal at that point, you know, horses and such. Okay. And to find a job um, in contrast to nowadays, you know, it's, really easy to find a job right. as a vet. But yeah. back then, you know, depending on what you're looking for, you didn't have, um, you know, your pick. So okay. um, she settled on Purdue. So I ended up working my first year in Indiana, okay. a few, uh, two, three hours outside of Purdue. Okay. You know? um, at, and this was appealing to me because it seemed interesting, but um, the practice I ended up at was 80% uh, of the clients were Amish. Huh. So that's pretty cool. up in up in northern Indiana. Yeah. So so huh. it was fun. It was yeah. fun. That's pretty cool. So did you do that through the first marriage? Is, and then you left at that you you went on to do something else after you got divorced? Is that kind of how it happened? Or? Sort of going downhill in our in our marriage. And uh, I tried to get a, a job a little closer to the to Purdue. And then I ended up um at a practice um where I spent most of my time as an employee veterinarian okay. um, in north of just north of Indianapolis. Okay. Um, and, uh, but then got divorced. It was, it was, it was tough. And, you know, looking back for, for me, the, the toughest thing was sep was, uh, uh, you know, uh, being alone, uh, separation, yeah. you know, and, and I think uh, that's because I've ex I expressed separation. I mean, I experienced separation, yeah. right. You know, yeah. um, but I didn't, I didn't realize that that's mm. why I was probably mm. having such a hard time with it. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it, it, it really affected me. Yeah. So and you're probably late twenties at this point. I yeah. Think. Yeah. yeah. Early thirties, late twenties. No, yeah. it was. Uh, and, and so, you know, starting to deal with some of those issue, issues, uh, I think was the key. Yeah. And where did you go? You're you're in north of Indianapolis. You get divorced. You're like, oh, I'll go to Knoxville. <laughs> well, well, it's kind of true, you know. So, <laughs> so uh, has you know, I was getting a divorce. I, I'm thinking I, I've got to uh, figure out something here. Uh, and I'm in the northern Indianapolis, uh, north of Indianapolis. It's still rural, yeah. You know, so it's it's not um, 
it didn't seem like it was the place I would meet someone. Yeah. Of course, I, I met my wife out there because you know, she she was a client in that. Your current Julie. My, Julie. My, you met her yeah, in Northern Indiana. And that's Hunter's, Hunter's uh, mom. You, you know? met her there? I, I met her as a client oh, in, really? in Sheridan, Indiana. Okay. And um, we had we had a definite connection. Um, I, I had been going or just out of, or out of my divorce at that point. Yeah. Um, she... She was having issues with her, mm-hmm. um, her situation, and then um, she actually moved to Chicago. I moved down to to Knoxville and uh, to do a, a a large animal internal medicine residency. So I was going back to school at UT. At UT, okay. yeah. All right. And um, but we we were, you know, just uh, uh, one of those things. We probably had a. Uh, we lived on the same road. You know, oh. so we'd wave to each other yeah. and stuff. Yeah. There was so, something there. There was a but, connection of some sort. Yeah, yeah. there's something, some kind of connection. Um, I did my my uh, uh, my residency. Her her sister was working at the practice where I was. Here. So, uh, yeah, up in Sheridan, in Indiana. Sheridan. Okay. Yeah, and so there was a connection. Okay. Like we, 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 you know, knew of each other. And uh, and we we were close enough where, you know, we talked i could tell her i'm going i'm going i'm moving to yeah. knoxville you yeah. know and um um when she was going through her separation she wrote me a letter while i was doing my residency in tennessee and she yeah. came down it was yeah. all history from there wow a letter <laughs> so, yeah it was just it was not many a, people it was know about those anymore yeah no it was a letter it, was <laughs> it wasn't a, letter. a text or an email yeah, it, no, was it was a letter it was a letter so. shut up in the mail with postage yeah on. yeah that's pretty crazy so it was good it was good yeah. and she and at that point, was Hunter her only? Is, is yeah, Hunter. Was, Hunter was her her only child, and uh, um, she she was up in Chicago. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. And then you guys have Scott Skyler. Yeah, Skyler. Okay. Is that your only child with the two of you? Yeah, okay. we we had, um, um, you know, so we had tried to have a child together and got pregnant right away, but then a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then went through all the fertility. Yeah. Um, I'm now in sort of fast forwarding, uh, after Knoxville, we went to Indiana to work. He did. Oh, um, okay. back at the same practice. Okay. Um, I tried to buy it. He wasn't quite ready. So, um, we decided to move to Lakeland where my parents were. Okay. Um, and we were trying to have a child and, um, it was probably a five year process, wow. you know, so. And then we we decided that that, that you know um, it wasn't working. Yeah. You know, as far as and literally within a few months of that decision, I'm at a I'm at uh, a practice in Florida where I bought a small animal practice, did equine okay. on the side, and <clears throat> my groomer actually came around the corner and said, "Do you want a baby?" You know, and um, and he had no idea we were trying or right. lack of success or whatever, but. Um, uh, Ernie, our groomer, and and I was like, Ernie, I don't need another puppy, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like because they, when when you're yeah. at a vet hospital, that's what people when they talk about a baby, that's yeah. what they're talking about <laughs> usually, they're talking you know. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, a baby, you know, and and I'm like, he had a he had a um, a family friend from up north. Uh, she was older, and she was pregnant, and she was gonna give up um, the baby for adoption. Oh. So. Um, so that's that's, that's Skylar? where Skylar came from. Really? Yeah. And Skylar's Skylar's uh uh given name at birth is Sarah, which oh. was my sister's name. Oh. And and I never realized how much it is almost like a curse to mm. give her that name because yeah. uh you know, all the all the things attached yeah, to it, you know. Sure. Um so so you know, as Skylar got older or Sarah got older, she said, I wanna be she's not officially <laughs> uh, legally changed to Skylar, but that's what that's, that's what, what we, you guys call, we call her. Yeah, Skylar. Why uh, it says uh, she pushed me right on my comfort zone to make me face my challenges growing up. Is that what you mean? Yeah, you know. So, you know, what's interesting, Hunter, my stepson. I, you know, I was around since he was maybe two and a half, three years old, huh. which allows for a stepfather uh, stepson bond to occur. Yeah, you know, yeah, because um, we're very close. You know, yeah. we're. Uh, and still, you know, he can be close with his father as well. Yeah. So, um, but he was also like a, uh, he, you know, he did what he was told, you know, and like um, he was a compliant. Yeah, kid. he was very <laughs> compliant. Kid. And you know, my wife and I, we 
we both probably have some anxieties and such and so um who we are but skylar she didn't let us get away with any of that stuff um and and she had you know skylar you know their kids kids that are adopted um they I, I would say they almost universally have this feeling of you know why was i rejected yeah. you know so so that's that's you know that's part of it there's uh um you know, she, there's, you know, she had some other issues and, um, and she's just a remarkable kid. But, How old is she? Um, she is now, um, 19. Yeah. She's coming up in August. She's yeah. the same age as my daughter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have five, but my middle daughter will be okay. 20 this year as well. Yeah. No, it's, September. uh, it's, uh, she's, she's just incredible. Yeah. Like she, she, and she's had it. She had, um, so what I mean by that, that statement is, so, you know, we, we started doing family therapy and things like that. And, um, um, uh, so Skylar would see, um, uh, a therapist. We talked to the therapist, uh, as just going through school yeah. and it helped to help yeah. her kind of deal with some of those issues of abandonment. And, yeah. such. and, uh, the therapist after a while, um, he said to me, cause a lot, a lot of the family therapy is seeing how we react as parents to our kids and what's helpful and what's not helpful. Okay. And so a lot of it's talking to us about why we're reacting. Mm. You know, we were helicopter parents for very, mm. obviously, you know, I would be a helicopter parent because I'm, since the day Skylar was born and I was there in the, the delivery room, I literally was worried about her dying, oh. you know, and, you know, because, because of, sister, of my yeah. sister. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, but that's a lot of pressure for a child yeah. too, right? Sure. Um, but the, the therapist, I remember him telling me, he goes, you know, uh, a few years into the therapy, he's like, uh, my sister come, comes up again, you know? And I talk about her when I'm talking about her, and may still do, uh, it doesn't seem that emotional when I'm talking about my sister, but uh, um, it was very matter of fact, you know, sort of like, yeah, I grew up in East Africa, you know, it was great, my sister died, and uh, yeah, we all lived happily ever yeah. after, you know? And so, it's he's like it's not that simple. Yeah, no, and, he, like, and, he, and he was going, you know, I just I'm sorry, I, I didn't quite um I didn't quite figure this out, but you know, that's there's it's there's something there, you know. So um so you know, started started uh dealing with that more. Mm. Uh and um and that was in my forties, wow. you know. And I my my story was uh, fear of failure. Yeah. That's why you know, oh, all these incredible. things happen. Yeah. 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 What a um, gift she is. Yeah. No, she, you. she's hundred percent. Yeah. That's cool. It's, That's uh, cool. it's amazing. So, yeah. well, tell me like you're a vet. Somehow you made it back to Knoxville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so like, did you buy a practice in Knoxville or just come to work here or? Well, what happened is we're, um, uh, yeah, I'm a vet in Florida. Did my MBA when I was there. I bought a practice by then. And then. We're looking at, you know, everything's about the, the kids and um, um, uh, Sky was two or coming on two and, and Hunter was getting ready to go to middle school. Okay. And we're just looking at the schools and we're like, we're just not happy um, with um, the school situation in Florida. Florida back then was, you know, not that into education. Mm -hmm. um, it was more, it was still more senior citizen yeah. type, type state and... Uh, and it was growing so rapidly. Mm -hmm. So there's just not, you know, the kids are always in these portable classrooms. And, yeah. um, and so we thought, where had we lived before that we liked that the schools would be, you know, better or yeah. acceptable. And, um, so we came, we came to Knoxville, huh. based, came back to Knoxville wow. based on that. And it's great. What a great city. Yeah. You know, there's, I mean, I, I've lived everywhere as you can, or been in lots yeah. of different places. And, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, you don't, you do not get a more beautiful spring. Yeah. You know? It is so you're in the fall. Yeah. Fall and spring yeah. are amazing. And Incredible. For sure. Winters. Yeah. 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 We're, in the, <laughs> we're in the middle of it. Now. I can take the winters. <laughs> I can not, but, but uh, yeah, spring and spring and fall are amazing. So did you come back into a practice? Yeah. So I came back um, and I, I was like, I'm going to start my practice. You yeah. Know? I had that practice in Florida ran it sort of from remote for a few years and then sold it, but started our, our first traditional practice, which is, uh, you know, my pet's animal hospital on uh, North shore drive, okay. Mississippi. Yeah. Um, you know, I felt like I'm twiddling my thumbs. Which That's, one is it? It's, it's, um, it's in the little shopping center, 
um, at the, the North Shore exit from Pelsippi. Okay. Let's cross from the Kroger. So there's a Moe's. There okay. is a, we used to go. It used to, to be a Blockbuster. We used to go. <laughs> so, we used to go to North Shore Animal Clinic, which I think is right. Right. So across the street. Yeah, yeah. Across the street, and then um, down there and across the street. Okay. So, um, and then we bought um, uh, a practice uh, by the airport. Because okay. I'm thinking, you know, I've done my MBA, I can do anything. Full of way too, you know, way too much confidence as yeah. far as this, and uh, um, and bought this practice in. It was called Airport Animal Clinic, um, right behind the Honda dealerships, and yeah. uh, and it was, and I got, you know, I, I know there are a lot of loyal uh, clients to the previous owner, but yeah. it was just different style of practice, yeah. and and so. Uh, when he retired, we took it over, but it was it was not a good transition, uh, you know. So, yeah. lesson so, learned. Yeah, lesson yeah. learned, and you know, and so it um, it, it yeah it survived. It yeah. almost took us under, uh, you know. So and 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 that relates to our story a little bit as far so as so just because of the loss of revenue and like oh my gosh like you're having to fund it and yeah it was uh, it was uh, uh, 2007 we had um, we bought it. Um, uh, and different style of practice okay. and they were, you know, clients were very loyal to the previous vet and, um, uh, uh I was bringing a difference, a more, more modern style, I guess I would say. And, um, the change was too, you know, it's that changing that cultural change. That was a mistake on my part. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we, uh, we hundred percent financed it with the bank. Uh, okay. so and no, more with a yeah. with a half a million uh, operating model on top oh, of a remodel. Yeah. Oh wow! And so, um, and there were some things that happened. The 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 vet we purchased um, from he actually set his son up in a practice half a mile down the road. Oh, which was against his agreement. Oh my gosh! And so we had to say you can't do that. Oh wow! Yeah. And it was just I, I'll yeah. I'll leave it at, you know and I'll leave it at that. that that's the yeah. that's what we were kind of dealing oh, with. Oh my goodness! And and you know we were not a member of the community at that time. Yeah. So, um, and and um, um, so there were there were a lot you know a lot of things that were going against oh, us. Oh my goodness! Um, but my responsibility for for actually taking it on, I, yeah. I didn't think it through. I was too confident that I can, I you know I'm I'm this kid from Africa Africa <laughs> going into you know uh farms in in uh, yeah. Indiana and you know as a young vet they used to say where's doc yeah and I, and because they wanted the old the old yeah. guy and I, I had him you know I took pride in like I could have a meeting out of my hands after yeah. that once I proved myself right and I felt I could do that here yeah and I think we did that in the community but it, it was not without a it's a lot bigger thing doing that for a whole practice it's a lot so, of work yeah. yeah so we we were um yeah, how'd it, you recover? It, it was, it was. Um, I mean, it was really hard. Like, yeah. uh, um, it was again one of those things that there were no other options. Mm. Like, um, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna quit. Uh, we'd sold the the Florida hospital, okay. so everything that we got from that went into this one. Um, we we had to even refinance a few, you know, 2011, yeah. um, and with the help with SBA, mm. but. Okay. Uh, uh, it almost felt like a one-man Ponzi scheme because yeah. you know, we're moving money around, but it's all, it's, I think it's, I think it's legal when there's only one person involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But, um, but yeah, so it, 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 How long I made did it, a, take? it, it took, um, um, it probably, you know, I would say, you know, seven, eight, eight, nine years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Before we were out of the woods. I'm just um, slogging through it. Yeah. Sl- wow. I mean, I, I brought the staff together and I said, uh, I you know, Becky, Becky, my manager who's been with me for, you know, uh, around 10 years. It's like, she, um, um, she remembers, you know, I had this meeting, <laughs> I put all the P and L up there and, um, you know, everybody got to see it. And I said, like, this is where we're at and we need to be there or we're, it's not going to be good. Uh-huh. Um, just so they, yeah. you know, it's very open. Got everybody in the same direction. Yeah. And Becky yeah. told me afterwards, she was like thinking, I don't know whether, uh, I'm gonna have a job, <laughs> yeah. and luckily she stuck with me because she was a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow, but cool. we we just worked hard, put everything into it, um, and that's from that. You know, we we're obviously hurting, hungry, yeah, yeah. Uh, worried. You right. know, um, recession hits, um, and so '09, yeah, yeah, because that's when frame. it was it was yeah. really hitting us hard as far as 
the practice. You know, we have Do to recessions affect vets? Like I would think that people still take their dogs. No, generally very uh, recession resistant. Yeah. But we were like, we couldn't even, we had to grow, grow, grow. Your margin, your, yeah. your margin for error was so thin very, that you couldn't afford it, no. any mistakes. And looking back, I think at that point, because uh, we could start putting coupons out there and, and marketing and yeah. people were examining their relationship with the vet with vets yeah. with other vets because they right they were worried about price then yeah. you know and and so uh it may have been helpful even oh. you know wow. uh, <laughs> so, was your is your wife involved at all in the business or is yeah she was <sighs> so she she was doing all the administration you know okay. the quickbooks the paying the bills and okay. so she was right uh you know right there in the middle of it yeah okay. so and we we'd bought a big house you know yeah. like and done a remodel on that oh, um uh, you know, all these you sort of all errors happened in, <laughs> yeah, it, it happened in, you know, the same around 2007. Ooh. We did all that kind of, or wow. I say we, let's yeah. say, let um, mostly, you. I mostly me. Yeah. <laughs> so, Good for you for taking responsibility. <laughs> so, huh. so what Petwell is in this somewhere, right? Yeah, I see yeah. that Julie, it's her idea. Yeah. I mean, we're like, um, I'm I'm trying to think of ideas. She's trying to think of ideas. We're we're trying to figure out how do we how do we um because I, I think my net worth was like very negative at that point. <laughs> and there was and there's no walking out because yeah. like you would uh, the only walking out of it would be bankruptcy. Right. 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 So um uh but yes, yeah, she had read an article in New York Times about the Walgreens take care clinics. Now this is mm. this is around two thousand nine. Yeah. And and um, I didn't realize even at that point that they had a history, you know, because oh. you, you were just starting to hear about that, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, um, but she she read this article. She turned to me and she goes, you know, we're drinking our coffee, and she goes, you know, what? Have you ever thought about you know, doing something like that for vets? You know, huh. uh, you know, kind of walk in minute yeah. clinic kind of thing, take care clinic. And um, I'd read a book in my MBA. Um, it was a recommended book, I think, in the marketing class or whatever. But on blue, it was called Blue Ocean blue Strategy. Ocean Strategy yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and I I love that book. Yeah. I loved because that's where you can figure out a sort of a niche, yeah. you know. And uh, so we used we applied the use principles the of that, okay. yeah, to the you know whatever we offer, we're going to be all in. So do we do? We don't do like some walk and you some guys appointments. this together, you and your wife. That strategy canvas. It was me at that at that okay. point, you know, um, and. Um, but you know everything. Everything she has to put up with bouncing the ideas <laughs> off. Of. Yeah, and she's heard so many ideas, yeah. right? And, and she doesn't like you know like uh, she she she's never going. Well, you know that doesn't sound good, or you know she mm. listens. She and, and she, the good ones stay around. Yeah, you know, yeah. or hopefully the good yeah. ones. <laughs> the bad ones, I kind of lose interest in. Yeah, yes. um, but um, but yeah. So huh. so we're applying that and yeah. figuring out out that and. Um, uh, I like that idea of of uh, whatever we do, we're going to be you know all in. So we're all walking, not some appointment, some walking. We're yeah. all walking, and right. we're all we don't answer the phone. You know, yeah. uh, which is crazy. You have a vet clinic; they don't answer the phone. You, you know? don't answer the phone. We don't answer the phone. We have a phone okay. tree. We answer messages and stuff, okay. but we're walking. You just yeah. come on in. Okay. You know? Interesting. So, how did it start? I mean, like this is an idea. You use the strategy canvas from Blue Ocean Strategy. I mean, you're like, all right, well, just no, no, it's because it's a franchise. Like, there's a whole thing here. Yeah, like this yeah. is not just like, hey, let's you know buy some space on North Shore and throw up a thing, and like if you build it, they will come. <laughs> like, there's more no, to no, it, right? No, um, it's so, um, yeah, we, I, I figured, you know, starting we were bootstrap mode all the way. Yeah, you know, we're, we're funding it out of the business. Yeah, we're we're. We're funding it out of almost nothing. You know? <laughs> you're, already, you're already in there. <laughs> yeah, that's, so everything we have to do ourselves. And and so when we started, we we looked at things we could offer that we could just do on Saturday afternoons. Okay. So you can't do ear infections on just Saturday afternoons because yeah. they happen all the time. But you can do vaccines and elective yeah, stuff. Okay. So we had the the whole idea of doing, um, you know, everything like the idea we uh, talked about initially of walk-in vet care. Um, everything except the surgery and the okay. radiology and hospitalization. We did on Saturday afternoons because that was the one section of time 
that I could work. You opened <laughs> your existing clinics on Saturday afternoons yeah. to test the concept. To test the concept, yeah. And it was just the one in, in Farragut near Christmas Lumber. Okay. And, um, and we wanted our own software system because I wanted it on the cloud. There weren't any cloud-based things. Yeah. Um, I, I hired an MBA classmate to do it, and it was – I'm, I'm not sure what – it was uh, based on Microsoft Silverlight, I think it was. Yeah. It was very slow, or his code was slow. It's like <laughs> you know, it was, and, and we were, we were waiting for the invoice to process for about five minutes, oh, you know. Gosh. And um, uh, luckily, we were slow at first, <laughs> um, as far as people coming in. But uh, I'd learned to program okay. um, in in back in high school yeah. with the punch cards, you know. Well, if like, you're a math a math person, that's probably comes yeah. pretty natural. Not I'd say easy, but pick it up. Yeah, that the kind of logic of it. Yeah. yeah. And so I did Fortran back where we type up punch cards um and the perf- the teacher would take them to the local yeah. university. Uh, you'd hope your code was right because you'd be set back a week because you only did it once a week. That's but, right. so, you know, tried different people setting up the software. Eventually um had a guy out of Indiana get the bare bones of it and then I took over the rest, you know. You wrote it yourself? Yeah. I would say 90% of the code for really? for for even the yeah, the product today. Really? And some things I farm out, but yeah. it's nice having that all in my in my head so yeah. it, you can have the vet, the business person <laughs> and the uh, software guy all talk to each other yeah. while you're sleeping, you know. <laughs> so, That's awesome. So, um but um yeah, so started there we <laughs> We we ended up having you know people lining up thirty deep um, right on at one Saturdays. o'clock on Saturdays, and um, we then got iPads going, you know, where they could check in on their own and uh, they wouldn't have to stay in a physical yeah. line, you know. And this this is back you know ten years ago. So, <laughs> and at this point, were you thinking I'm just going to build these myself, or were you always thinking franchise, uh, or did you even have this thought of like I'm going to try to blow this thing up nationally? I always had a thought of blowing something up nationally, like so. And by then I was thinking, um, kind of learned that it's, it's got to be simple, scalable, yeah. you know, whatever. I'm a big E-Myth follower, you know. I see you, a business coach formerly with E-Myth. Yeah, right? formerly with That's pretty cool, uh, yeah. Uh, my business coach, uh, Matt Wilhelmson. He still is, you know. That's awesome. So, he, he, and uh, he's on his own now. But uh, but the, the E-Myth principles, um, just you take whatever business you are, and you act like a franchise. So you set yeah. up systems and all that. Yeah. And uh, I like that from yeah. way, way back. Right. Yeah, so, um, but, but that, uh, that thought was if we make it simple and scalable, you know. Um, so nothing we do at Pebble Clinic is, is very complex. Okay. You know, anything complex that we can't do quickly um, while the person is there with their pet on a walk-in basis, um, then we won't do it. Yeah. Okay. So, so that, that's kind of the. The, the idea behind it. So how did you, so this is like 2010 or so? Yeah, 2000, January 2010 is the first one opened, okay. yeah. And so the first one opened as in the Saturday deal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When did it become its own standalone thing? We, we started that one and then um, I, you know, I had, I had the, the idea of doing the full thing you know, we had it all mapped up in Strategy Canvas. I even picked quick uh, picked out a few names that I still I think still have the domain name to. <laughs> one of them was Quick Pet Clinic. But, you know, it's hard to say Quick it, Pet Clinic. It's a tough right? one. It's a little yeah. bit of a tongue twister. And um, so, um, but I again, we're coming out of the recession. You know, we're we're still a long way from having lots of extra capital. Yeah. So to do this, you know, six or seven day a week thing. Um, you need the build out is small, but you need the money for the, the ramp up is still going to be slow right. when you open. And so you're going to have to pay for staff yeah. and the vet in so particular. Operating yeah. yeah. So yeah. I didn't have that. And, um, you know, had I not made some of the mistakes before with the 2007, um, I might've had the capital to do it, but then mm-hmm. I wouldn't be hungry to do it, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah. Um, so I, I like the way the story uh, went for me, you know, yeah. as far as the way it led to that, because everything is kind of a sequence of events right. and timing and such. But um, the so I, I had developed a friendship with a gentleman um, who was in the animal industry and um, uh, we got to talk and, and we agreed we'd start something um, and uh, uh, we're doing the full deal 
get some inv- some investors. Okay. And and I thought I thought he would be better at that than than me as far as getting investors. Okay. And it it, it turned out. Um, long story short, it turned out he wasn't that good. <laughs> but he got his brother. You know, he got his brother. So he got his brother. And, Is he still your partner? No, no, okay. he's not. Okay. So we we started this. Um, and we called it a different name because I've got my pet wall clinics that are, are at this point doing about two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand on just Saturday on afternoons. Saturday afternoon, yeah. And so, you know, <laughs> they're profitable, right? That's you crazy. know, and because I just have the the um, everything condensed into those four hours, yeah. And so I've got that brand called Pet Wall Clinic, and so uh, he came up with the name for this this for it, um, and it's called Easy Vet Clinic. Okay. So that's uh, him and I were equal ownership owners, and his brother had a smaller sort of okay. non-voting membership okay. uh, or um, interest. And so we we did it, uh, got it going. Um, and I uh, part of our partnership, I I was always having to push back on this strategy canvas thing. Okay. You know, early on, I had questions of why aren't we doing surgery. And I was like, yeah, you know, I had to keep <laughs> saying, and and for months it was like uh, um, trying to explain that, that uh, we're not retreating back into regular traditional veterinary yeah. practice, and um, and then you know I'm a more direct person, so I I realized fairly soon that this would that we need to probably part ways, and he he graciously um, agreed to sell his okay. his partnership okay. out, and. Okay. Uh, um, I didn't need the name because I was going to switch it to Pet Wall Clinic, Clinic, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he he had a he had to be out of out of our location for a while, and um, uh, he took the name Easy Vet Clinic. He had, you know, his brother uh, his brother came in and I helped show him how to. Uh, this is kind of naive, you know, <laughs> showing him how how to run a vet right. clinic because they wanted to do it in Chattanooga. And uh, then they they had difficulties getting because um, they're not vets. They yeah. had difficulties just keeping a vet in chat yeah. for whatever reason. You right, know that's sure. that's universally yeah. not, not necessarily that easy. You yeah. know, um, and so they went the franchising route, selling to vets, yeah. and they they had a few uh, going on. Are they around still? Yeah, they're they they're okay. around and they're they're our competition. They are so. okay. Wow. <laughs> but um, and also you know we look back to your franchising question. We had actually tried to franchise the smaller pet wall clinic con- concept way back in like 2013. Okay. You know, and uh, then I realized no, no, it's not operable unless you're a vet and right. you have a vet clinic because yeah. you can't hire people for just four hours a day. Right. You know, four hours a week. You know. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so we helped set up our competition, and uh, um, and and it's good. It's good. It's it's not a. Uh, it makes they, you better. Yeah, they focus on. They're they're selling to. Um, you know, mostly mostly veterinarians were selling to uh, non-veterinarian, multi-unit, small business people. You know, you are okay. And so, how does the vet? Are you the vet for that or something? Or how does that work? How do they? Well, so what happens is, um, yeah. So fast forwarding to to today, where um, you know all of our pet wall clinics are at least uh, five days a week, mm-hmm. you know, open, and doing the the concept has identified earlier. Um, we, we tried uh, franchising and doing it on our own, uh, just Hunter and I for, yeah. for a year. Um, and I think we experienced the same issues that my former partner did is that there are not a lot of vets that want to join a franchise system because mm-hmm. they, if they have that inclination, they figure they can do it, themselves. do it themselves. Yeah. yeah. And if they don't, they don't want to, they don't want to own a business, it, yeah. you know? So, um, so but we had we had success uh, right away with selling our first franchise to one of our associates. You know, so oh. she opened uh, Dr. Emily Harmon. She opened uh, the first franchise for Pet Wall Clinic, so our fifth location. So okay. I have four, and then she was our fifth up on Emory Road. Okay. You know, and, 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 and she's a vet. She's a vet. She's a vet. Yeah. Okay. So after a year of doing that, um, then we had an opportunity come up to to go big okay and big means what how many locations are you at now 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 we have 100 well in the franchising world you say 115 in development because okay. um that's the amount of territory we've we've sold wow. um 
and it, it 115. was 115. Yes, it, it was 115 in the in the, like uh, since we formed a new corporation. Um, it's been a, yeah, a year and a half ago, you know, and we partnered with a group that helped find these yeah. uh, multi-unit um, uh, small business people. You know, so multi-unit means they want to open multiple locations. Yeah, they yeah. they they. Uh, I mean, our minimum uh, out there right now is someone that has two units, two, but okay. uh, the 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 target is is kind of seven to twenty five. Wow. You know, okay. You know? And um, the our um, the company we partnered with uh, Oakscale, um, they had a Knoxville connection. Got it. Okay. So um, that's how we found out about them. How they? What's their connection to Knoxville? <clears throat> Every year we would um, uh, go to a friend of ours. Um, she had this sort of Christmas party. She called it Three Kings Party. You know, okay. <laughs> and uh, and it was mostly parents of kids that had gone gone to school together, or okay. maybe different. Maybe, um, you know, class ages or whatever, but, uh, uh, I talked to, uh, one gentleman, um, and his son, um, who also went to web where Hunter went to, to school, um, was in franchising up in New York. Mm. And so I'd always talk about Petwell clinic and how we're thinking about franchising. And he, he would say, well, my son's in franchising, you know, so <laughs> year after year after year. Yeah. And, um, um, uh, when, when Hunter became sort of our, uh, franchise operations guy, um, you know, we as parents and all the, all the other parents yeah. were <laughs> saying, Hunter, you need to talk to Eli. Cause Eli was the son yeah. of Eli Robinson, who was, uh, working up in New York in the franchising business. So Hunter got a hold of him. Um, Eli is in this, uh, was in this company to dealt with a lot of franchise leads okay. and they just started a division that was going to be solely focused on helping franchises uh, develop okay. and uh, get them leads, you know, okay. and also help walk them through that process. So, so it, we, that started the conversation oh. with the, the guys at Oakscale. Wow. Um, and, and they were, were big into values and I'd been running the company on sort of values based company yeah. for several years. And, uh, you know, the franchising industry can be, um, I don't know, for lack of a better better word, potentially just just concerned about money, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, uh, which is important, but like for us, it works better. It's good business if it's values based, yeah. you know. Okay. And um, so we we all we all kind of um, uh, you know fit in that yeah. in that scheme, and and we were very resistant to them coming down because they want a big piece of the action. Yeah, of course. And they, <laughs> you know, Josh, uh, uh, Josh Kovacs, the CEO for Oakdale, he came down um, with. Uh, his development guy Joe Sexton, and they came and visited, and we were like showing them the the place, and then we weren't we were still weren't interested, you know. Um, they went back, um, hearing later Joe Joe Sexton was the guy that was kind of pushing you guys, you know, you gotta keep looking at these guys, you know. Huh. And um, their one of their investors, um, uh, Rob Huntington, and he's in the Huntington Learning Center family. Mm -hmm. Um, he said, well, why don't, maybe we can invest in them, you know? Hmm. So he flew down with Josh, looked at it. And that became the aha moment for me when I was giving them a tour, um, because we're at the West Hills location, which is sandwiched between sandwich, <laughs> no, but between Subway <clears throat> and Jet's Pizza. Okay. And I was asking them, cause they kept talking about the amount of revenues you're doing for that square footage. Yeah. I'm like. What does that mean? It's you know? astonishing, probably. Yeah, sure. and uh, they retail, said, I'm "Yeah, sure. like, wow." No, they were saying Subway. I was like, well, "What Subway do?" They said, "Well, it's in the four hundreds, four hundred thousand. And um, what are, what does a Subway owner make? And they said it's only like ten percent, you know. And and I don't know what you know. That's those are the numbers I kind of heard, and I think that's in line. But sure. um, <clears throat> so I said, so you kind of have to own several of them, yeah, you know, to make it worth. And it. that's what they're saying, you know. Yeah. That's their. I'm thinking I'm discovering the great yeah. discovery, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they they know all this stuff, but um, the that's when it became clear, you know, if you you could pay, you can sacrifice some of the margin for like a our West Hills location, yeah. pay the vets more, be a non veterinarian owner, mm. but if you own five to ten of them, it's going to work. Yeah. So they hire vets as employees. 
who don't want to be owners. Yeah. Yeah. And pay them really well. Pay them really well. Okay. The, mo- and the, and the model not, supports that. Not yeah. super challenging. On the one hand, like a, a vet coming into it might think they're they're losing some of the challenge, but it's literally everything they're doing in practice anyway. Yeah. Minus the stressful stuff. S- simplified. Yeah, yeah. It's it's take a, take away the surgery that a lot of them don't even want to do. Yeah. Um, and it's becoming where they don't have to do that anymore. They're huh. you know so we're kind of creating, and it's one at a time. You know, it's walking not. You don't have like these appointments waiting in the waiting room. Plus, yeah. you've got surgeries on deck and five hospitalized mm. patients. Yeah, um, huh. less stressful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hundred and fifteen. When will those all be? To, like, I mean, you're well, going to obviously add more. It's not like you're going to stop. So let's just say that you stopped at one hundred fifteen. Are they all going to be out there in a year from now? Two years? Like when? When's the time frame? Their schedules are set such as anywhere from a, a five to seven. Um, year schedule okay yeah. and so um we we now have uh, so we have uh, f- uh you know after we we closed the new sort of franchise deal where we had the investment coming in from from up north we we have five more open okay so of um and there so there's five officially five that are okay. that are not that are, um that are outside of Tennessee. So okay. four of mine in Tennessee, one in Tennessee that's a franchise, and then five that are the beginnings of these little development groups. Okay. So the Colorado one, um, there's a New Jersey one that's open, and that's part of our investment group through Oaksdale. Okay. Oaksdale and their parent company or their associated company at the time called Westside. Um, and uh, then Colorado opened. They have a 10-unit okay. deal. So. Wow. They already have leases signed on the second number two and number three, wow. which will be outside of Denver. And then um, the Florida franchisee, um, who has a lot of experience in uh, uh, running Orange Theories, okay, um, and a, a really good operator, he um, opened his first in, in Pembroke Pines, Florida, okay, um, just last month, and then. Um, uh, we have two separate franchisees that each have one open in Pittsburgh. Wow! And 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 uh, more more on the way that we have leases signed, wow. and they're in the build out phase. So that's crazy, man. Probably have five to ten more open at least by the end of this year. Okay. Um, yeah, and more. Yeah, and we think the market's up to a thousand across the country. So wow. that's kind of what we're. So you're basically ten percent there yeah. as yeah. far as sold but but uh not wow that's incredible <laughs> that's like i mean i see why gavin and and then we're suggesting we get, are they helping you with marketing is that the yeah so baker yeah. labs um is uh handling our national marketing okay. and then they are one of our approved vendors for the local marketing for the franchisees okay. can choose among two okay so yeah. that way you cool. get, give them a little bit of choice and yeah. it's helpful for them yeah, yeah. so Wow, that's a cool story. That's yeah. a really cool story. I mean, the story's not over. No, <laughs> like there's no. a lot. No, there's no, a lot to be written still. No, um, you know, no champagne bottles have been uncorked yeah. or anything like that. For for me, the 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 challenge is just uh, um, you know getting good operators that are similar valued. Yeah. Um, know how to take care of people. Yeah. And then, um, uh, you know. Getting them, their veterinarians. I mean, they're responsible to to find the veterinarians. COVID made it a little harder to find a veterinarian, but mm-hmm. that that's become easier. And then, um, uh, and then uh, translate the system outside of the state. Yeah. So once we get, well, this year's a critical year because uh, if these ones that are newly open can open well, because um, their success depends on how fast they grow. Yeah, you know sure. that this for me opening in Knoxville, you know, ten years is fine. Yeah, right? but yeah, uh, yeah. for them, they have to they they have a shorter timeline. Yeah, and it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, part of that I would imagine too is marketing. Like people have to know that this is an option. Like I, you have to know that you don't have to just go to call your vet, make an appointment, do all those things. You can just walk up. Yeah. And, and go. Yeah. So there's because it's a paradigm shift. And that's that's not something that's normal. You know, to for somebody to understand. So that's interesting. What, um, 
I mean, looking back now, you're probably in your mid fifties. Yeah, I just had a birthday. I'm now fifty eight. Fifty eight. <laughs> so how do you? If I'm counting correctly, yes. <laughs> did you ever dream that you'd be an entrepreneur? Was that something that you was even in your brain of owning a business outside of being a vet? Not, not in my younger, younger days. Okay. You know, like I, I once uh, certainly like twenty. 20 years ago. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, just thinking about, uh, I, I really like the idea of, you know, when you run an organization, you know, wh whether business or whatever, you're, you're creating that culture mm. and it's, it's, it's challenging, but it's fun and it's all about people, yeah. you know? So very true. How do you think all this growing up in these really unique ways, like prepared you to be you know, a business owner, an entrepreneur, a risk taker, like these things. Do you feel like there's, can you, can you put those pieces together at all at this point? Yeah. I mean, I think every, everything contributes, right? So, so, you know, not giving up, right. You know, um, both person, you know, and personally in the business side, perseverance, I think is, is key. Um, you know, the, the background, I, as far as growing up and just giving me a sort of you know, the love of veterinary medicine. And it also has in there, cause you have to, in veterinary medicine, you have to, and in business as well, you have to love people. Mm. It's not, it's, it's not entirely about the pets. Yeah. If you don't love people, it just, uh, it doesn't, yeah. you know, that's what the pets love people, right? You know, they love their owners. <laughs> if you don't love their owners, you know, then, then yeah. you're, you're not doing the pets any good, yeah. you know? So I, th I think that's, you know, that's key, key as well, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, all the different experiences you have, I think, uh, get you there as well. Yeah, that's cool. You mentioned like the, the challenge with managing the tension between work and and home. And, and you're probably fortunate that your kids are a little more grown. So you don't have to deal with the young kids. Yeah, but yeah. How, how do you manage that? Or are you still trying to figure it out? <laughs> no, no. It, it's, I, I think that's, a, I, I think a lot about that because I think that's, um, it's very interesting. The, you know, because that's a big theme, I think, across different industries as well. Yeah. And particularly in veterinary medicine is the work-life balance thing. Yeah. And I, I come at it a little differently. Uh, um, and, you know, my, because I, I spend a lot of time thinking, uh, you know, it's really hard to delineate, to actually put a boundary in there. Yeah, you know, and so, so the, I think if you're doing that all the time, you'll feel like a failure because it's just, and a, a, you know you have cell phones everything's buzzing yep. it's really hard and people expect answers mm -hmm. um and looking back at how i've handled it and i don't know whether i've handled it the right way but i feel like i've always been there for my kids you know um you know i made time um to to be at all of hunter's games you know mm -hmm. i made sure you know when, you know when skylar is being uh, born we don't we have a, a due date but we don't know when yeah and um, she wasn't born and she we was were. She, yeah we were in florida and she was born in baltimore and, yeah. and uh i took three weeks off so i could be there wow. on call you know that's awesome. and then um I've, so I've always and i think that's the power of being a business owner you you somewhat have control <laughs> you know you don't, yeah you don't always have control but like um do you have you, flexibility yeah you you if you you it's your choice yeah you know yeah. there is a consequence to that choice right. but you get to choose okay I will be shut down or I'll have this or have yeah. that. And, and then during the hard, hard years, um, you know, you, you had less choice, but, uh, uh, even then we, we, we put our kids through private school. We, we were negative worth, right. You know, it's which was probably not a good it's business decision. Web as well. She did, she did yeah, at yeah. first and then, um, but it's just, uh, um, yeah, doing, doing that to yeah. try to insulate them from what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, I think as far as the balance situation, the way, the way I look at that, you know, I'm, I, I can make time uh, for them, but you know, ultimately if you got to ask the kids, you know, yeah. well, well uh, Hunter's working dad. with you. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. And, 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 and Skylar works at the, at the, uh, uh pet well clinic. So oh, really? oh, yeah. Cool. She, she does a great job. Yeah. What is she going? Is she in college? She's in college. She's, she's, um, she's first, you know, freshman at Pellissippi. Okay. Um, any idea what she wants to do? I mean, she, her dream is to be a veterinarian. Like really? For for <laughs> you know for uh, for me, I you know I don't want her to have any pressure to. She, yeah. she doesn't have to be a vet for me or sure. anything. You know, yeah. um, I just want her to, to yeah. you know be happy, do what she wants to do. Hunter too, like uh, 
Hunter does a great job as far as in the franchise side. He's he's gives a different perspective. He's he's super smart, you know, and um, the uh, and very articulate and all these things. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, but I, I you know if he takes off next month, I would I don't know whether I could go on, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but but he but you know I would be fully supportive, you know. And so yeah, Sky, Skyler Hunter both, you know, they're they're um, whatever whatever they do, you know. Is um, is your wife still involved in the business? Uh, right at at the moment, less so. She does um, all the blogging and such for mm -hmm. you know she likes writing. Yeah. She's very good at it um, uh, for the two traditional, yeah. you know, the My Pets Animal Hospitals, mm -hmm. and so she had her hands full over the years. Yeah. So, well, I was thinking too. My wife is a business owner as well, and it does help a little bit. Like at least you know you yeah. the balance is a little bit different when you are both doing the same thing and, you know, see it the same way. And it just helps a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As opposed to there's, there's plus and minuses to both, right? You get them out of balance. Be, all you do is yeah. talk about work and you don't talk about your personal life anymore. But uh, I know it's helped us a lot in that way. Um, do you still practice? Yeah. As yeah. a vet? I still practice. It's uh I'll go through periods where I won't, don't practice for a while yeah. and then um, I'm in there solid, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I have to do so many hours um, just to keep, keep up me, yeah, and my license and such. And, and uh, you know, so during the, during COVID, you know, when we would lose a vet here and there, as far as just a illness and, and thankfully just temporary, yeah. um, then then I, I would be jumping in there yeah. full force. Do you do <laughs> so, any large animal stuff anymore? No, no, it's uh, like no, no more large animal. And, and uh, um, every, every step of the way, I, I, I never have any regrets, but it, it was, I enjoyed it tremendously. Yeah. Like it, it this, um, in, in dealing with horses, it's, uh, there's a ton of horsemanship involved mm -hmm. and some people have it and some people don't. Yeah. And uh, I had a very good, um, um, uh, mentor as far as the horse side veterinary because yeah. riding horses one thing it's totally different when you're the vet <laughs> you know your own your own horses are usually not trying to come after you yeah. but when, you, when you're the vet and i mean there there are some horses that are actively trying to trying to hurt you trying to hurt you yeah. yeah um even even just trying to get away from you or not liking what you're doing yeah, sure but yeah. uh <laughs> not, even me not even meaning to hurt you yeah just, yeah no it's um Wow. Um, but I had a good mentor there. Yeah. You know. Do you ever ride? Uh, not, not, uh, not in the last ten years. Or so maybe a maybe a Smokies, you know, Smoky Mountain Trail ride somewhere. <laughs> you know, but but no, I think it'd be tough now. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's I've it, it's shocking how hard it is on your body. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't and my knees, my knees and stuff. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so, what you're doing to yourself. Really, I mean, this has been fascinating. My my last question is a question I ask everybody: is you know we all fail, we succeed. You've mentioned a lot of different stuff. Uh, which which one have you learned the most from? Uh, do you feel like you have gained more knowledge from your failures or or your successes? No, I think I think um, like the successes. I don't know. You know, you just learn what you kind of already knew, I guess, um, because you're, um, you know, if you follow that path, if you follow it for a reason and then you got there, yeah. so it may reinforce something, but the, the, I, I, I would say the, the failures, you know, um, and sometimes out of failure, uh, you get, you know, hunger and necessity yeah. and then not giving up, yeah. you know, I think, I think that's key. Um, our story is a lot about timing you know yeah. like uh even selling all these these uh, multi-unit franchise situations um COVID had a big a big factor in there because we're getting uh franchise uh, multi-unit operators like coming from orange theory that you know they're having serious hits to yeah. their industry yeah. you know or restaurant you know, sure, franchise yeah. people, yeah. they might be looking at, you know, do I want to stay in a restaurant? It was yeah. tough. Yeah. And veterinary medicine is one that, that, uh, we went up during COVID. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So it's just, uh, timing as well. Yeah. You know? Well, I think about like, um, 
Randy Boyd and, and that whole company like just took off during COVID. I mean, they were already a monster and doing great, but they just, yeah. you know, they, they really went bananas. No, you know, no. That. And, and I think that somebody told me that they'll, you know, people who love their animals will do anything. It's like a child. Yeah. You know, they'll do anything. Yeah. And I have a bunch of animals too. Big into duck hunting, have labs and stuff. And I spend a lot of money on those dogs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, you're gonna if your dog's sick, you're gonna go do something about it. So your cat, or I don't know much about cat. I don't have any cats, but I don't think about dogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> but people, I mean, it's just so they do. Right? Mm-hmm. It's been mm-hmm. sixty bucks on dog food. I mean, yeah, do it. No, it's the pet has become a big member of the family. Yeah, and um, and I think COVID, COVID uh, proved that when people were isolated. Yeah, and, a lot of uh, pets sold during. COVID. Yeah, yeah, and they'll you know I. I know people are worried about them giving them all back and such, and that that could happen, you yeah. know, economics and stuff yeah. if if it gets bad for people. But uh, I think they're it's like the uh, little little baby boom for dogs and cats. Yeah. You know, the boom part was already there as far as the yeah. <laughs> pet overpopulation, but um, but now they had they have you know more homes and such. As a as an owner of <clears throat> more of a sporting dog, I think the challenge I see with dogs specifically is people don't understand what they're buying. You know, they see a, a German a German shorter pointer win the best of show at the at the whatever thing and they go they'll go buy GSPs and you're like, you don't know what you're buying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, or a border collie. You know, like if you have time to put the energy into those dogs. But I think that's I, I follow some of the rescues in those categories. I think that's what they end up with is folks who just didn't realize like, oh, this dog requires a lot of work. No, it's yeah. it's good to do. Yeah, you do your research on it and uh, try not to be an impulse buy. Yeah. yeah. Don't buy the cute dog that you <laughs> see on the show. <laughs> yeah. And Make we, sure it's a good dog for you. We deal with a lot of behavior issues, uh, you know, uh, as veterinarians at, at our yeah. at our pet wall clinics. They, there are a lot of things you can do behaviorally. Um, uh, and some, some, some dogs are just very anxious, need medication to be have their anxieties taken care of so that then you can train them yeah. you know oh yeah you can't train yeah. an anxious dog yeah. you know so that's been fun yeah thank you no, this has been very really enjoyable. enlightening and entertaining one of my most favorite episodes we've recorded yet it's been a really cool story to hear you're extremely humble and, no, su- no, and self-aware it. at the same time <laughs> so it's neat to hear you know the journey you've been on and the way you've reflected and trying to figure out what caused what and how to heal it's good no thank you i i really enjoyed it um i appreciate the opportunity to, yeah. to talk about it i hope soon. you end up on uh guy raz's show <laughs> uh, we'll send him the we'll send him the audio yeah. <laughs> no no very good very what's good. your what's long term like yeah. if you're willing to talk about it like yeah. what is it like i want to get to i want to be on this ship to see a thousand or is it like you know do you have an exit strategy of some sort? Or are you even open to talking about it? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, and this is a this is a question we get from some of the franchisees, yeah. you know, because uh, on more than one occasion, some of these guys are coming in. They're used to uh, they join a franchise and then private equity takes yeah, over, right. and um, and that has an effect. You know, yeah, some yep. sometimes good, sometimes bad. Yeah. But uh, um, f- so for me, so the challenge for me is uh, one uh, if. You know, if I'm able, you know, like physically and mentally, yeah. I, I, I want to, um, you know, keep going as long as I can. Yeah. It's, uh, um, and I think so that, that involves business-wise, just uh, how do you figure out a way as you get older, because um, being 58, yeah. let, let, um, um, you can, you can handle the physical, emotional, and mental yeah. demands yeah. and, and, that involves making the system, yep. you know, and hiring the right people and getting there. And so, if I can do that, uh, I'll be in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Because, because for me, um, the you know, what Petwell Clinic is about, as far as our our values, um, you know, and their uh, openness, um, service, community, uh, growth, and kindness. Okay. that that's as much as I can put that into all the systems, yeah. you know, yeah. then, um, then it'll stay even when someone else comes in and takes it over. Yeah. 
it's really hard to untrench that culture yeah. um, without a lot of trouble. And if it works, if it's working business-wise, they, they should keep it. But, yeah, uh, yeah. but that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously making, doing, doing well would be sort of great icing. Yeah. You know? But if everything sure. stopped right now, um, having turned around all our clinics and where I'm at right now is very different than, you know, and I'll, I'll be fine as far as retirement and money yeah. and all that. But, but, uh, but if, uh, you know, this, this could be a, um, we're, we're in the beginning innings, you know, yeah. but it, it, it could be good. And if, if we're able to make it big, there's no reason to have, uh, a big, um, you know, just, you know, sell it and be done. You know, I think, I think there's a play for, for going, going long-term. That's my aim at this, at this point, but it's going from 10 open now to a hundred and then to 500. It's a whole different (laughs) game. And and maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm not the one for that, but, but I think I can do it, you know? Oh, you got hunter. Yeah. 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 No, no. So that's awesome. Well, good. Thanks again. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Great. Such a cool story. Such a cool guy. Sam is uh, what he's just, I mean, growing up in East Africa, Kenya, Tanzania, Canada, the divorce of his parents, the loss of his sister, challenges in his own life, uh, being reflective and learning um, a lot about himself and how some of those things like the death of his sister really shaped him. And uh, just a great story. I loved having Sam on here. Hope you've enjoyed it. I'd go back and listen to it again. There's a lot of golden nuggets in there. Thanks again for being a part of the podcast.